You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. You're listening to The Mando Show, a podcast and review of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian and all things Star Wars. This week we take a look at The Mandalorian Season 3, Chapter 19, The Convert. Welcome back, everybody, to the Mando Show. I don't even know what to, where to start with this uh, episode this time. But lots of mixed emotions for me. I don't know what you guys are at. We're going to find out in a minute. But chapter nineteen of season three of the Mandalorian, and it was a long one, the longest one to date so far for this season, which is only the third one. So, I mean, I guess that doesn't say much. Anyway, uh, intros to the left of me. Udi Alvarado, Star Wars fan and podcaster. And across the table for me. Joe, an apologetic Star Wars fan, fellow podcaster, and hi. Hi. Hello. Yeah. Nice jacket, Joe. Oh, thank you. It's a Tron jacket. Yeah. For anybody who's... But 40th anniversary and you get the whole look of it. Yeah, no, and I it's a it. members only. I, that's yeah. what I'm going with. Yeah. No, I know. I, that's I, why I'm I like, nice. Uh, yep. I was trying to ignore it. All right. Anyway. Just no, I like it. No, no, no. I like it. I do. Seriously. I do. All right. And to the right of me. Chad, the resident Mandalorian. Hi, Chad. Hello. How are you doing, Chad? I'm here to help the New Republic in any way I can. Good to know, considering we are talking about the New Republic today. All yep. I'll take, give you is a yellow biscuits. You'll take those yellow biscuits and like them. And return to the dark side. Yep. With yellow biscuits. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, overall, I like this episode. I didn't find it to be as much action-packed as the first two. But what... Um, Anyways, overall, let's let's do overall here real quick. Sorry. Uh, so um, it does open up with Mando and Bo-Katan still sitting in the uh, mines there. And uh, I thought it was kind of funny that Bo was not trying to do anything to wake up and uh, Din. She just let him come to on his own. <laughs> it's like, really? We're just we're just sitting and hanging out, huh? And he's, is he awake? He's not awake? Well, the way I took that is her trying to process, like, wait, did I? Was that? Mm-hmm. Am I? What the? That that's the whole thing I got. That just that her whole body language, just staring I, at the water is like, wow. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. That's yep. what I think was happening too. Mm-hmm. But it was still funny. Oh yeah, to me to see that that's what was going on. Um, you know, he finally coughs himself awake, and uh, she tries to ask whether he saw anything or not. You know, they have the conversation. And she's trying to figure out if he saw anything. He's like, I just saw the precipice coming up at me. You know what? It, and, uh, but she didn't say anything. Were you guys surprised? She no, no, not at all. Not at all. I, I actually would have been surprised if she would have been like, so he didn't see the big mythos or blah, blah, blah. Because, yeah. Well, then, the second thing she asked, like, well, did you see anything alive? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, didn't bring up anything else. Not 
not surprised in the least bit at all. No. Yep. Yep. So, um, I mean, other than that, the only other thing I could think is that maybe she's plotting. I think she's still processing. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. I'm going to go with processing. Well, well, you look at the the overall uh, theme of the episode. It, it, I think they all tie in. I mean, it, it is aptly named. Very like they all yep. are. But yeah, yep. I mean, you look at it, and it's coming from two different angles and talking about two different characters. Really, if you mm-hmm. really want to think about that. Um, but it was, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. I and really more, enjoyed it. More too, ways yeah. than one, the title was appropriate. Yep. Um, for this week's episode. Uh, so, you know, they uh, go ahead and head out, get back up to uh, Bo's ship and start heading back home. And. Uh, Dan gets his proof. Well, yeah, he does get, he pick, he gets some water. You're right. He did. He did that. Which I was wondering was, that on the first episode when you see the armor pour water in the thing. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, maybe she's got a collection of living waters. But Or maybe she goes down there and knows that it's okay <laughs> to go down there. I don't know. No, I'm going to go no. Yeah. Questions. I think it's going to be a, a relic. All that which she has. Well, either, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that we could sit here and try and figure out what it is it's going to do, but, uh, or, or, you know, those types of details. I don't, I don't know. I just know that they left, they got in Bo's ship. She hadn't said anything. She hadn't taken her helmet off yet, Mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting because, uh, other than that, anytime it wasn't fight time, she walks around with her helmet off. Right. Yeah, flies, so, hangs out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I immediately was like, well, mm-hmm. she still has her helmet on. That's mm-hmm. interesting. They get back to her ship. They take off, and um, they got that proximity alarm, and TIE fighters come hauling in after after them. Even before that, did you pick up on like that weirdness when they're both... He says this is the way, and she copies it, and like him and him and Grogu like, share a look. Like, did she just say that? Mm-hmm. Like... Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's funny. Yep. I okay. So, I only watched it once, and I've had a long week already. So, <laughs> my my brain and memory's a little scrambled. How many times did you watch it, Duty? Twice. Twice. Yeah, I got it twice. 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 Oh, so I'm the one that saw it the least amount of times. Mm-hmm. This and time. I would have, okay. if I had more time, I would have watched it another time because yep. I love this episode. I wanted to watch it again. I just, I just did not have the time, and I didn't watch it with my kids this time. We didn't have time to watch it in the morning. It was too long. Um. And then my, the rest of my week was just go, go, go. So I have not had a chance to rewatch it. I want to. Anyway, so yeah, if you guys, if I'm missing <laughs> some spots, please, please speak up quickly. Cause. Well, this is like one big section of conversation I've seen is right before the they get the alarm going off. Like, you know, you said, Dan says, this is a way. She's a, she says this is a way. Mm-hmm. Then you hear Grogu gurgle, you know, kind of gurgle something. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, he tried to say this is a way. But I think he felt a disturbance in the force because right when he... Did that, then the peep 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 pops up. You know, I don't, I don't know because I, I actually have been picking up on that same thing, and I'm, li- I've listened to that probably three or four times. I think he says this is the way, or tried to. I really think he tried to. So everybody was mm. like, "What's the first word going to be?" I'm like, "Well, this is the way." It makes or I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, either one. <laughs> I think he hears this is the way way more. Uh, yeah, than yeah, else. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that might be that might be him attempting to do that. Like he's agreeing and joining in. That's why if you look at it, doesn't don't Bo and Mando both look at him? They both look back at him. 
Yeah, I mean that's why the discussion because, like I said, right right after he mm-hmm. said it, they looked and that's when the yeah they goal. both looked. So that at makes him. sense. Yeah, they both looked at him. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. Maybe it'll come up next episode, but yeah, I, I found that. I think he said this was the way. My money's on that. Or tried okay. to. Yep, that's the feeling I got, too, from what I can remember. But so. not just Thai fighters. Thai oh, Thai interceptors. Thai interceptors. Oh, yeah. These are no joke. And there's like, there was four of them? Five of them? It was a bit, yeah. Yeah. Whatever a squad makes up. Yeah. A couple of squads. Yeah. I'm down for time interceptors like, yeah, yeah. No, favorite imperial cool. shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and they make the comment too doesn't he make the comment these are a lot more tough or mm-hmm. these are a lot tie interceptors are a lot tougher than the yeah yeah than than the they're used to. yeah that was that was a cool uh fight sequence oh that whole yeah. dog fight yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah well i mean they go you know they we see din get in the back of the little rear rear gun try to help uh bogaton get down safely to where he can drop off to his ship. And that was a fun little moment too. Mm-hmm. So they go screaming in there. He jumps out of the, what we're, I'm pretty sure going to see more Mandalorians jumping out of that oh, particular yeah. bay. <laughs> oh yeah. Real soon. I think, um, get down to his ship, the N one and just barely get out of there. Is that the other interceptor loops back around from not chasing Bo to try and blast that, ship before he can take off but man that thing goes quick oh, like man. it's starting yeah. to go yeah. immediately and boy that climb was whew. quick <laughs> and that tie interceptor took off after him it was fun to see it do that old that the stall the stall spin mm-hmm. maneuver and just blast that thing and he didn't fly right through it which was cool because I'm tired of seeing do that because you just get parts all up in yeah. the ship mm-hmm. engines and stuff. I like that it little. never made any sense. Just above the, the explosion. That yep. was cool. Yep, yep. He flew right over the top of it. Then bow through the cannons. Like, yeah, I grew up here. Yeah. It's been a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was some really cool flying. Now, yep. Watching that ship, like the wing go into the water, dip into that, like bounce off of one. Yeah. <laughs> like just scrape by on one uh, edge of the canyon. That was a really cool scene to see that going through. She actually got managed one of the... Um, to get one of the TIE fighters or one of the TIE interceptors to smash into the wall. Yeah. Couldn't keep up. And those are super maneuverable. So the fact that she managed to do that was pretty impressive. Um, and uh, then having, you know, Din showed up from the rear and just start blasting them. They, they work and maneuver their way to get rid of the rest of them and uh, start heading back to her home. And this sucked so bad oh yeah i felt bad i just thought so bad i'm so glad she's alone that that droid is the only one that got it <laughs> i know right yeah yeah because uh those stinking thai bombers man mm-hmm. three of them showed up and uh just i mean it didn't level the place but it looked pretty messed up this whole and it's the opening. Sorry to spoil that for everybody. This happens before the intro to the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. This whole dogfight, which is mm-hmm. amazing, um, but like the whole thing from the interceptors finding them to distracting them to the bombers to the second wave. It's too smart, and she even says it. She's this is too much for an Imperial warlord. It's too smart, too choreographed for yep. for anyone for it to not be. What does that make you? Think? You know who? Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't oh, want to yeah. think about that. Oh, I didn't even think about all? that at all. Yep. Because my my first thought when they jump to hyperspace, which is where it, where it ends, and the tie interceptors fly off, you're just like, where did they come from? Mm-hmm. Yep. That was my they thought. Like, we're, yeah, they're dropping out of nowhere. Like, why? Yeah. Why? Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't want to think about. I, I'm like, no, that's too easy of a of a who it can mm-hmm. be. But when you watch it, especially multiple times, it's like 
everything's placed perfectly. It's too it's, perfectly coordinated yep. and successful outside of their escape. Yep. So I agree. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And I'm like, oh, oh boy. I don't know. Was the escape even actual escape? If right. we're talking about it, if you want to think about, about it, yeah. It's not an escape. That was part of that the was, plan. He was See allowed to let go. go to. Yep. Man. Um, if we're going to talk about the team, man. Mm-hmm. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh, I was going to say, pity the fool. <laughs> I didn't say Mr. T. Oh, my bad. I said the T man. All right. Anyway, but, uh, you know what? I hadn't thought about that. I didn't think about that at all. I didn't even. I did wonder who it could be that has got this much pull to throw all these TIE fighters and TIE interceptors and TIE bombers and all this stuff to go after them. Mm-hmm. There was another one that crossed my mind initially, and that was Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And I, I wouldn't blame you considering where we go with the other part of the next main part of the uh, ep- episode. But, yeah. Right, and I and at this point in time, I don't remember if that was my thought before watching the entire episode or at the end of the episode. Um, because after you know, and the the dog fight and everything was was awesome. Again, you know, when we go into these these scenes, I'm not going to try and narrate what happened. I mean, it's <laughs> it's action to be watched, and you yeah. should absolutely watch it and watch it several times. I want to watch it again. I will watch it again because my kids haven't watched it yet. They're going to watch it. So I will get a chance to watch it again. And I'm sure I'm going to see something and go, oh, I totally forgot to bring that up. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so what's that one maneuver, though, where she did like the Maverick? It's like, like the uh, it's the solo slide, but not the solo slide. It's just like a quick 180. Yeah, it. Just the, but the, just the filming of that and seeing the R5 in the zero gravity. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was yeah. so freaking awesome. So. Yeah, watching her spin that ship around to get the final two episodes out of three have some of the all time great dogfight scenes already. Right, right. And I'm really liking that they're giving R five more life. You know what I mean? From an obscure character, and then they hinted about it in in uh, was it season one or season two? Season one, right? Mm -hmm. And then now how we're getting more of them. I I love that. It's like the continuing Easter egg. Yeah, going. They're turning him into the droid of the series. Yeah, which is, is what's happening. I'm good with that. Totally good with that because I mean I mean IG I don't know I don't think IG's coming back I think Mando no, I might think have given up on that uh, yeah I don't know though I, I mean, want him to come back I, yeah. don't get me wrong but I it doesn't look like he's looking for the memory chip it doesn't look like he's doing anything about I'm I'm not going to say anything but there has been reports of him coming back and how and I, I'm just going to leave it at that yeah because they're probably wrong probably but I don't even want to throw that out there yeah. Is it one of the? Is it one of these websites or, or other people that we've talked about in the past that just speculate nonstop and are always wrong? No, there there are some sites that have been right, and it's one of them. Okay. So. Okay. Or else, I, yeah, I wouldn't have mentioned it. But but a lot of sites take off these. Uh, but sure. But I think he's coming back, in one way or the other. Yep. I, I mean, I would, I would, I, I would like him back, but in nanny nanny mode because that that made the character better. Like yes. a. a, a Stone Cold Killer, kind of boring, really. Mm-hmm. But the nanny droid made it made him in, inter- interesting. Yeah, and and more likable, and the whole thing like mm-hmm. it added a new dimension to the whole. He even had doctor droid. jokes for, for yep. Din when he was. And then then <laughs> then if you add that and you pair him up with, with how R five is that that'll be great. I think that'll be a good pairing because you're gonna have him being the nanny droid and everything, and you have them together. That it's gonna be it's that, that it's, would be pretty it's funny. The new R two C three P. Well, okay, you know because you know what it, it could. It it would make me feel like uh, what they did in Rebels with Chopper and the other droid. Remember, I can't remember the name oh, of the droid. Um, 
It was a Death Star uh, droid. Yeah. Oh, right. It'll, it'll come back to me. Yeah. Steven and then, Stanton, that's all I can Yeah, say, there, right? there were two, right. like, so opposing droids. A5. that Yeah. Was that what it was? Maybe it was. But, but, um, yeah, but he I, came, he came, that droid showed up later in the series. Oh, I know, I know. But, but my point is, like, I, I wouldn't mind that, like, having that, that, like, R, you know, R2 and C3PO were the, the pity, the epitome of, like, Laurel and Hardy, the opposite. So anytime you get two droids that can actually do that and they do it well, it was great. I, I love mm-hmm. that. So if they do that with IG and, and R5, um, I'm all for it. It'll yeah. be fun. Man, I did, that just occurred to me just now. That would be great. Mm-hmm. 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 That would be fun to watch. I'd yeah, like that. I, I would like that too. Wow. And maybe maybe IG will teach him to be a little bit more brave. I'm like, well, let's get the little scared astromech. He's got a bad motivator. Because <laughs> you hear his bee boops and you can tell it's like mm-hmm. C-3PO style, like mm-hmm. what you'd hear 3PO, like, mm-hmm. oh, the odds of successfully mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. He's like, no. And, and it would be even better if they flip him. Like, he's the... The scared one, and then IG is the brave one. That yeah, well, yeah, it's already there. Yeah, no, that's what I'm yeah, saying. That's there already. So, oh, see now I'm now I'm gonna go off wandering. Okay, sorry. Let's get <laughs> back welcome. on track here. You're welcome. Such a great like oh, like Chad yeah. was saying. That's just the hard open. You know, as soon as they oh, did yeah. the da and the Mandalorian comes up, I like caught my breath and looked at my wife and was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> that was just the intro. Yep. That was a lot. That was a lot of action, a lot of fighting, a lot of yeah. It was it was very good. And the hard gear ship comes in. There. Yep. And then we see the uh, the AP five. The AP five. Okay. Sorry, I had to get that out. Yep. Yeah, that was the rebels. The rebels destroyed. That ended up pairing up with Chopper. Okay. Um. So then the uh, the title card comes up. The con convert. The convert. The convert. And uh, yeah, we do a hard gear shift into something that I was so tired of seeing already. <laughs> it's why is Coruscant just so hard to watch? Like every time, okay, we get there, it's like the the It's like I think it's because I have such an aversion to watching politics on TV that when it shows up on Star Wars, I don't want to see <laughs> no, it either. It's exactly what I was gonna say. It is boring, fake, bleh, over and over, and they're. They're working within it, but it is just the over layer just of crap that like you're mucking through it. I'm like, oh, like even right after his speech and then those people's like, that's oh, whatever. I'm like, oh, mm, like it made me puke these all the fakeness, all the fakeness. I couldn't (laughs) handle it, but I'm like, it's so good. But God, I hate it. The fact that I had such a visceral like I literally went when when the guy started talking like bleh. Because that's how it made me. Yeah. You mean Pershing's TED Talk? I just liked how <laughs> none of them really cared. They're like, we knew Republic, Empire, whatever. We're, we're rich. We don't care. He's yeah. like, he's like, I almost got drafted into both. It wasn't going to happen. I'm a, mil- yeah. I'm a bajillionaire. Yeah. And I, I went straight to that scene with DJ in Last Jedi yeah. when, when he was talking about with the ship that they borrowed from uh, Canto Bight. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, these people, all, they're, they're, all these rich people, they just fund all the evil people. He's like, well, let's see who they did. And they had the TIE fighter, the bomb, and the X-Wing. So mm-hmm. they don't care. They yeah. just, as long as Everybody. they're okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. That's that's what they were doing there. So, But then wanting to just have that moment of talking to somebody. I don't, I don't understand what the motivation was with wanting to talk to that doctor. He's prestigious. No, it was because he was the latest thing. They want to be tied to the latest, greatest thing. Like, oh, look at he's so blah, 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 blah. And he's a convert and he's talking out against all this crap. And that, oh, he's the cool guy. He's yeah. the latest thing. He's That's one of why. the good guys now. Yeah. Look how he's great a convert, we're doing. Yeah. He's whatever, whatever they're, what do they call that? The, um, what do they call the program? Why can't I think of it now? 
But he was one of them, whatever they called themselves before. Wow. I'm wow. Trying to I, I, yeah, I just drew a blank. Too. I almost said like entitled, but it's, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. new. Amnesty? Amnesty. Amnesty program. Yeah. Yeah. Amnesty program. But it's funny how a lot of this uh, New Republic stuff really mirrors Empire. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, bureaucracy is bureaucracy. There you yeah. go. Bureaucracy. But like, not even that. It, like, you didn't even, they don't use their names. These amnesty scientists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were giving like, them, yeah, that was really that weird. That was the weird, right? Their, their, their amnesty housing was just a really pretty prison. Like, yep. it was all very Empire. The, the security guard droids, I'm like, those are Terminators just walking around. But yep. hey, it's, they're in a carnival, so it's not the Empire. But like. And parole droids is the worst dude. idea of worst ideas. I mean, you can kind of see already why the New Republic fell so early. And I, I mean, I know that was done perfect. I don't really want to open a can of worms, but I noticed one really particular difference between the New Republic and the Empire. And I mentioned it to my wife and she was like, you're doing too much. But I was like, I can't help. <laughs> I can't help but notice that the uh, I'm going to blank on her name right now. Uh, the female Imperial officer. I can't remember her name either. The, the they them Imperial officer, because mm-hmm. in the Empire... It was very, you're a male, you're a female, you dress like a male or a female, but in the New Republic, cuts her hair, dresses very gender neutral. So I was, I kind of picked up on that with my, I was like, oh, New Republic's more like she short she hair. Had, no, she had short hair when she first showed up yep. and she was wearing the gray uniform that they all wear. So mm-hmm. I, I think. I saw very much more black and white for, I'm for Empire. You're doing too much. Okay. <laughs> she, she just didn't have the hat on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's all. That's what, what it you was. know when she popped on the screen. I went, wait a minute! Oh yeah, of course. All the, all I was the pr- like, and, all the warning flags. When he was surprised that she got off Gideon's ship, I was too. I was. Wasn't she shot in the back? Pretty sure she was dead. I was a little I surprised remember. to see her come I don't back. Remember? Actually, I don't think she was there at all. No, she was. She was. Mm-hmm. Did she get shot? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure. Like now, I'm going to Costa Reeves or Bo just comes up and like point blanks her. Hmm. Could be. I mean, they did like, like when they took over the bridge, they right. they shot everybody, right? Hmm. Now I'm gonna have to go look. Gosh darn it. Hmm. Anyways, wow, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess not too far way ahead of ourselves. No. And it, what the thing? Okay, so the thing is, um, clearly they're showing life on Coruscant. They're showing how he has Doctor Pershing is now joined the Republic. He's not on with the you know Empire, and he's still talk, but he is talking about his background in cloning and all that kind of stuff. So clearly the, the things that he was doing is being known. He's broadcasting it. He's letting them know that that's what it, what his specialty is. That's why he wanted to do it. He still thinks it's a viable thing that can be used to help the Republic, the new Republic. For parts um, like heart, his mom had it. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. It, yeah. And yeah. The, uh, the, the officer is uh, Eli Kane. Yeah, there you go. So, um, you know, the, he puts all that, that stuff out there. So, you know, he's not being secretive about what he used to do. No. Right. And uh, then he's, you know, and we get to see some of the way Coruscant is. And we get some things explained about Coruscant as we're watching this story progress between him and the quote unquote communications officer that used to be on Moff Gideon's uh, ship. Um, you know, and there's some talking. So there's some background stuff being laid down. There's some information being put out. 
about how Coruscant is is the type of planet that it is, where it's almost all city, none of the original uh, ground can be seen, except for the peak of the highest mountain, which was kind of funny. I mean, that, that was, was cool. a funny little yeah. scene. You know, and they're sitting there eating things that are glowing, which was really weird, like mm-hmm. glowing ice cream. We'll okay. see that. We'll see that. Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> Some glowing ice cream. Oh, you, it's easy to be done. Oh, okay, cool. You've been talking to the merch people, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> if you have, let me know. We'll, I we'll talk about it off air. <laughs> I know you signed an NDA. It's fine. Anywho, <laughs> but just you know, watching uh, what life is like on Coruscant, um, it was. It did remind me of when the prequels came out and we first saw Coruscant and the the backlash of everything looking so new and shiny that a lot of people had back then. Um, but we get to, you know, really see it in spades here, like super neon lights, super clean. Every, and of course, he's on the upper crust of, of Coruscant. He's not down in the lower, seedier part of the planet. Um, the opera house is still busy. Yeah, there's just, there's just, you know, he's still out in the air, basically. Um, So, you know, seeing all that stuff was cool and interesting. And the information they were putting out about Coruscant, I mean, that's that's all interesting stuff, fact-wise. But watching him interact with, what was it, Kane? Kane. Kane. Um, And the subtle pushing that she kept doing about his training or what he wants to do, you know, whether he's happy doing it or not, and da da da. You know, just this, just at first really subtle, and then dropping it, and then as the the scenes progressed, you get the feeling that days are going by that you know yeah. she's earning his trust. That's we. He talks about at, at the very beginning was talking about how the one they they were on a table with everyone who used to be a, an imperial officer or soldier or whatever. Um, they were talking about what is there anything that you missed? You know, like just little things, just weird little things, not like being in an evil empire, but like you know, did you miss you know the seat warmers or whatever? You well, know, whatever it was. Yeah, the first guy said he missed a glow of hyperspace. Right. Yeah. You know. So talking about that kind of stuff. So and then uh, with Pershing saying that he missed the the yellow biscuits, the travel biscuits. Mm-hmm. You know, which everyone was like, Bleh, I can't believe you. Be, uh, you know. But then she brings him some. Yeah. Okay, so she starts getting like, and it's a weird mixture of is she trying to date him or is she just trying to earn his trust? I mean, because mm-hmm. there was a little bit of some weird mm-hmm. mixed messages in the hanging out part, which yeah. I think all plays into the end of what and what ended up happening and watching it play out in this one episode this spy game thing that ended up being to me was more interesting and is how it should have been done i'm gonna say it should have been done for andor we had something interesting that played itself out in one episode it didn't even take up the whole episode no it wasn't one thing that happened in four episodes and finally played out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I feel if Andor would have done that, it would have been a lot more interesting for me. So I know you guys know, cause I blew up your phones after I first watched it, but I loved this episode for the suspenseful spy game aspect of this middle portion of the episode. Um, on the second rewatch, it, it lost a little bit of the luster now because you kind of know what's happening. Mm-hmm. But as I was watching it live, from the second he walked out of like that Senate hall and gets into the uh, 
the um, taxi, the taxi with the droid, and it turns around, and you just see the emotionless head. Like I felt traumatized. Like he's gonna die. It's gonna spit like a dart. Like from from that moment on, every time Pershing was on the screen, I was like, how does he die? Mm-hmm. Like what what's gonna come and get him? Where is he gonna get attacked from? And I feel like he's kind of looking out at the world, suspicious of it, like that too. And it reminded me a lot of like all these military people trying to adjust back into life outside of it. Cause he was always, I just feel like that whole middle portion of this episode just kind of shows brilliantly how hypervigilance affects you when you're trying to fit in with the world around you, which made their play between Elijah Kane and Dr. Pershing that much more suspenseful because you're just like, who can I trust? Who's going to get me? Like even the guy coming up and being like, Hey, Wednesdays or whatever. You're just like, I don't get away from me. I don't trust anybody. I don't want to talk <laughs> to you. Happy Bindu day. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So I, the first, first watch through it, thought it was brilliant. Second, it was, it was, it was good. It was definitely better than Andor. That's what mm-hmm. this was kind of a, the blueprint of what Andor sh- should have been. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Yep. And that's, that's where I was at by the time I, that, that whole section of it ended. Yeah. Because it didn't beat you over the head about, about what was going on. Mm-hmm. It was to the point. We all got like, like you brought it up. Like you, we got the weird mixed message and like, what are you doing? And you felt that move pretty quick and they didn't beat around the bush at all. At well, all. And even still, you got the sense that days were passing. Yeah. It wasn't just, it didn't happen, you know, overnight. It was definitely over time. Uh, days were, were passing days and days and days. So it wasn't just, immediate changeover and he was going to just run off and do whatever. Yeah. She kept planting well, that seed in him about getting back yeah. into it. And then, then they also had the moment of showing him moving in that direction, you know, when he had that interview with that, that droid and blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, we're doing everything for the good of the Republic, right? Yeah. Okay. So you could see him begin to, you know, change his outlook and, you know, basically get manipulated into the direction. Now, how many times did they show him like being interviewed in that, Twice. Twice. So Twice. the first time that was the all the the normal mm-hmm, like good mm-hmm, answers, and then mm-hmm. the second time he was already I'm I'm mm-hmm. out of here. Okay. See, and that that's that's good pacing, I think. Yeah. I know. I have seen other things that have used that idea of this repetition, and they've especially in a movie, which is cracks me up. In a movie, you're gonna when you have even less time, they'll show that a couple more times before they showed the decline or the change. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To really hammer home that this is something that happens a lot and it's kind of a monotonous thing. And, you, you know, you do get the feeling that you are re- you sh- are required to answer a certain way, even though they're clearly not trying to make you <laughs> feel threatened. Like, the fact that they're they're trying to make you feel... feel that They're trying to make it feel a, like it's a non-threatening situation mm-hmm. makes it feel the more so... Yeah, that it's a very threatening situation if you don't answer correctly, quote unquote correctly. Yeah, even the second review, I'm sorry, did you not hear me? It's like, Ugh. right? Yep. yep, yep. So, which uh, if that would have been a real person, I'd be like, this guy's up to something. <laughs> you know? No, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? They might have not reacted that way at all. But it's that it's that canned response that makes you feel like it's a yes no answer. Yeah. If it's a yes no answer and there's no gray between, it's a much more perilous situation to be in than dealing with somebody who you can actually explain to or feel like you can explain to them or they can read human emotion better. I'm sure they're well, I don't know if their droids do that as as well or not. Just the fact that they're droids and they're whatever. But yeah, that having a droid do that kind of interviewing feels like it's a much more yes no black and white much more perilous situation, no grays in between. 
At least it gives that feeling. Yep. So watching him finally decide that, yeah, and, and he's not even planning on doing anything major. He just wants to get a little science kit to start practicing the, or start doing the thing that he was doing before, which he, he wasn't doing it out of malice or, or anything other than the fact that it was, it was his passion for life. And he, he talked about that at the mm-hmm. very beginning. That's what his speech was about, just to inform us as viewers of where his motivation is. His motivation was never to do anything for Moff or for the Empire or anything like that. He had a completely different motivation, and that's still where his motivation was at. And he was hoping that he could be helpful mm-hmm. to the New Republic. So knowing all that, and then that that's where the trick came, where Kane had to convince him that it was okay to break the rules because you're trying to do something good. So that's the, that's the part that was the sticky part. But she did get him to do it. He decided to do it. He was getting too bored. He was seeing things being destroyed that could be used for the benefit of people. And seeing all that combined with her subtle pushing, which became less and less subtle, he finally decided to go ahead yep. and going to try. Right? So, so what, what was his job again? Pretty much just going through files and deleting? Yeah, there were. He, it, he I was, got the sense that he was inventorying, cataloging, then like they're going to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah, that's what I thought, too. But I yeah, like, yeah. Also picked up on some good dialogue during that scene when he's talking about, like, oh, we're decommissioning all this lab work. And the guy's like, yeah, like, just get rid of it. And he's like, well, it's good stuff. He's like, it's Imperial stuff. Just get rid of it. We're already behind as it is. And we still have the Republic fleet to decommission. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Idiots. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. No, yeah, I caught that, too. And- mm-hmm. There were so much in the frame of mind of not wanting to be at war anymore that they were getting rid of their own yeah. fleet. everything. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's craziness. Anyway. Um, so she, Kane takes Pershing out of their area, you know, and, and they show how it can be nerve wracking. You know, they show from his perspective a lot. She's calm and cool. And I'm like, there is no way this is all an accident. Like she's yeah, way yeah. too comfortable with all this stuff yeah. for it to not be like a plan of some sort. It has to be, it has to be, it has to be because we're not to mention she worked for Moff Gideon. Like there's that mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. you know, so we are all, I'm pretty sure we all saw something. <laughs> oh yeah. Was coming. Oh, like yeah. If, if nothing bad happened about it, I would have been shocked. I kept trying to talk myself out of it. I was like, this is huge. This was really bad. They're not supposed to be out of there. They're going to get in so much trouble. But then on the other hand, I'm like, well, what if they're not like, what if, what if their biggest crime they've committed in this whole thing is just fair avoidance? Like, cause they didn't want to pay like yeah. millions of people do that every day. Like it was really not a big deal. So I'm just like, maybe it's not that bad. And it's just the paranoia that set in. And that they're just paranoid of everything. And maybe that's just what I'm as the viewer is seeing, or it is actually this big thing that's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, like uh, Derek was saying with his, like, you know, from his point of view, everybody they were walking by was from his point of view was staring right at him mm-hmm. as he mm-hmm. passed. So I think a lot of it was that paranoia, but then as we find out, you know, yeah. a little bit more, so a little bit of both, I think. But. Yeah. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Tongs days. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. yeah. So anyway, they they get yeah. Watching them on it, it was fun to see a, a Star Wars twist on the old uh, train hopping on a train without paying for a ticket mm-hmm. uh, trope play out. 
in Star Wars land. Yep. And then uh, especially watching him jump from cart to cart. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's not a fall in the tree. That's a fall into the abyss, mm-hmm. which I don't know what's worse, like falling from that kind of height or falling immediately to your death in some tracks and getting chopped into bits. I don't know. Either way, it was very, very uh, cheek clenching situation. And uh, as they go running from the droids that were, were checking tickets, you know, cause they clearly didn't have tickets when they jumped onto that, that train. Um, and then when they get to the last the last uh, car and she says, we're going to jump. I was like, what? I know. I'm like, huh? How does that? They, this is still going real fast. I'm yeah. like, this is not, this is jumping. They're about to, are they about to jump? They the shark? Like, I was happening? like, she's just going to push him up. <laughs> right. She does the old jump on three and sends him and she's just standing yeah. there. Yeah. Right. I don't understand why. Uh, well, whatever. she knew where those pads were. No. Hmm. Well, clearly, yeah, because when they go jumping off, she says, on my count. And it still didn't look like they were slowing down any. I was like, what's going What? No way they jump off this train and not get hurt. Yeah. And until they jump and they jump off to the side onto that, that pad, the pads and go rolling, rolling yeah. off. I was going to say, like, how how key some of the subtle dialogue was, like, how she keeps earning his trust over and mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. And he so, because he was so nervous about being a discommissioned, uh, basically like a junkyard yeah. yeah and she's like oh my god have you done this before yeah where do you think i got the biscuits yeah right okay trust again you know yeah. so just these little subtle which I, these biscuits keep coming to play because oh yeah one thing, the when they first came out she she's like oh i don't like them i like the red ones all right then it comes to play later on at the end yep. slightly yep. but yep yep um so you know then they go walking you know and they show the the place where they're doing the decommissioning of the ships here of the star destroyers and um you know it's 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 dark there's nobody around and she he's like are you he's like are there no guards or whatever and she's like no they don't even guard the place they don't it's all getting junk nobody cares so they just go walking into the place they just open up the doors go inside go walking around get to one of the uh many science rooms i guess that they have on a star destroyer i didn't think they were heavy into science stuff but um, you know, and he's now, now he's super excited, super excited. He found the thing that he wants. He's always been, he starts talking about his childhood and how he was always wanted to be in this kind of thing. Da, da, da. And he gets, and I thought it was funny that apparently everything you need to be able to start researching cloning again can fit in a suitcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't even a very big one. No, it was like one of the medium sized suitcases. I was like, seriously, really? Okay. Well, he kept on I, saying, I don't need much. I don't need much. I don't need much. Yeah, I know. But I didn't even see him like pick up a laptop. Like I didn't see anything that got seemed that was super interesting or, or necessary. You're, you're so, going too far into it. Apparently. Okay. I don't know. It was that they were, they were losing me on that, that point. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> So then they go, then, <laughs> then uh, something, you know, there's some noise happening outside. All of a sudden, uh-oh, somebody's around. Nobody's supposed to be around. They go running. Da, da, da. They go running outside. And just as they get all the way across, back out to not quite leaving the yard yet, ship comes in. It's basically like a police helicopter. It comes around and cops all over the place. Hands up. Ba-da-da-da-da. And... 
Then the moment of betrayal happens. Well, they only called his number. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. She picks up the uh, suitcase and they haul him off. Right? Yeah. So she... And now we're looking at it like what? She's an undercover cop for the New no. Republic now? Like what nope. is happening? She's a oh, no, But she is. But yeah, but... Okay, well. She's trying to see. I, I think they hired her to see, you know, find the Imperials that would. No. So, well, I, I know. Hold on. Hold I got on. my theory. So, just real, real quick. So, and, and Pershing ends up on a table and he's hooked up to this machine and he starts saying, This is a mind flare. You, you, what are you doing? And, you're and, going to erase my mind. Yeah, yeah. you're going to destroy. And, and, and the, the uh, technician who's. Um, Mon Calamari. Mon Calamari. Oh, didn't. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a trap. Oh my it's god! It's a trap. The oh, fact that he look. told her and he <laughs> stopped and gave him a look. I'm like, oh my god! No, this was creepy because it's a mindfuller. No, it's just going to settle your mind. You're going to yeah. have nice dreams. I've, yeah. I've had the procedure and found it quite relaxing myself. Right. 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 Yep. yep. All that stuff. Um, but he kept insisting it's a mind flare, and he was like, "No, we're not the Emperor. We don't do it like that. This is going to, you know." And as weird as it was. That is exactly what they were doing. They were being using it at a mild setting to help him, like you know, be okay and accept the to, that he's going to be in the New Republic now. He's not part of the Empire. But then you see Kane in the control room, standing mm-hmm. there, and then that dread comes in again. You're like, wait, why? What's yep. going on there? They congratulate her. Thank you for helping us. You know the, that you get the feeling that she was working as an undercover person to help get any help uh uh find anybody who's having a hard time accepting yeah being part of the new republic and rat out not rejecting mm-hmm. the empire so that is the role that she snaked herself into yeah and so they start the procedure and no, sure enough it's and he seems like he's doing okay he's like he's oh, you know he's he's all right it's it is set mild but also you see the dial and you see so much more that that dial can go. And they've mm-hmm. only upped it a little bit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's not good. Just seeing that part of it mm-hmm. to me. You're the good guys. Why does why do you even have a dial that goes that yeah, high exactly, when it's a mind flare? Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, that's not OK. You shouldn't even be able you shouldn't even be able to kick it up that high. So she tells the technician, I want to stay. He's my friend. I mean, you get it. You know, you know. so he leaves and I'm like, oh, here it comes. And she turns it up. Yep. All the way. Yep. And then she pulls out a yellow biscuit and eats it. Yep. Yeah. Just watching. Mm-hmm. Bye, mm-hmm. Pershing. So, it was nice knowing you. So we're going to take a pause here to discuss this entire situation. Any theories or thoughts or whatever it is about it. Um, there was, and before we get into it, there was a brief mention, if you hear in the background, uh, while she is reconnecting with... Dr. Pershing at the initial onset at the at the park bench thing that talk about they were on Moff Gideon's ship. And if you hear in the background, the other guys that are there are like, didn't he escape? Or no, that's a blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. There's some talk about it, mm-hmm. of whether he's, is he in captivity? Is he not? Is he, or is he under arrest? Or is he not yeah. under arrest? Like what the, apparently nobody knows really what is going on with Moff Gideon, whatever the rumors are. The rumors are he escaped. Uh, no, so that I got was that. there. I got okay. that. Yeah. 
So now we see her scrambling Pershing's brains for good. Yep. What are the motivations? So to me, I took it like, oh, she's still Empire. She wiggled her way out of, um, or put her way, put her put her self in that position, and then needed to get rid of any any proof or anything about what they were doing with Grogu and all that to, to eliminate everything to get it done over with. So she is still Empire, whether working for, for Gideon or Thrawn or whoever, it doesn't even matter. That's how I took them like, oh, yep, she's, she's a rat and will do and was there specifically to get him and got him done. That was her job. And the fact that she was calmly eating the yellow biscuit was the tell right there for me. Like, nope. Her plan from the beginning was to do that, and now she's eating her yellow biscuit as a reward. Bingo. Mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Anybody and else have just, anything? Just to... piggybacking on that, yeah. like, Chad could correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, there's very few that were was in with Palpatine's cloning. Like, it wasn't like, a, hey, we're doing this giant cloning. That it was very, very limited amount of people involved in that. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, it's showing that Gideon is one of that one of them and she's probably very close under him and that you know it's it's that bigger story that <clears throat> that I've been waiting for that I was expecting and we're going to get more because we saw Carson Tava in the trailer saying there's something going on that nobody's believing me in the outer rim so I think like what Udi said exactly just, and the fact that the Emperor's protocols are so limited limitedly known that right yeah well you can also go back into um the episode in season two um with carga well yeah with uh with grief and and kara and they go into that base and they're well, like what is going on over here and so those have been those hints have been getting dropped throughout and i think this is just another part of that yeah because they're shooting up the control panel when they came in is just eliminating, like, well, we don't need Pershing no more, so mm-hmm. let's just el- mm-hmm. eliminate like, them. Yep, loose end, gone. I've had, mm, I've had quite a few people say that she wiped his memory because he cloned Snoke. No. Nah. Nope. I just want to know, if nope. she was just going to wipe his memory, wouldn't it have just been as equally valuable to just kill him at any of the bajillion opportunities she had to and she would have gotten away with it and not get caught because she put herself in a position where if she actually did something that she's going to get in trouble for she's going to get caught so then another part of me is thinking well is she going to get in trouble for what she did you know I, I feel like all that stuff was done for a purpose and it's a it's not for nothing uh the um I agree with you. Killing him would be easy, but I think that would raise questions and people would want to know why. Not that his brain getting scrambled isn't going to raise some questions, but it can also be, it's a lot easier to let it go considering that, well, I mean, he's still alive. It was a malfunction and we really don't want to talk about the mm-hmm. fact that something we did mm-hmm. was malfunctioning. So we're just going to let it go. I mean, he was only reading these cards anyways, you know, whatever it's, probably easier to do it and play and that way there is absolute confirmation that anything that he knew about is gone Mm -hmm. for sure without 
without them going to try and figure out why. Like, there's no questions as to why was he killed? Why is he dead? Did it have something to do with the claim? Like, it won't raise questions that way. It'll be, a, it was a mistake that his brain got scrambled. I completely agree. I completely it's agree. A much easier way of sweet, especially when it's something that important that is, it needs to be hidden. And that's probably the best chance of hiding it. Yep. You know, I mean, okay. if, if anybody does subterfuge, it's, you know, Sith Lords. And if, if it's the directive of Emperor, whoever is the closest thing to him and, and that's in controlling this entire situation, they would want subterfuge with the least amount of chance of any follow-up. I just have a lot of unanswered questions because it ended with her eating the biscuit and not popping her electric tooth like the other Imperial officer did. Oh no, she doesn't need to die. There's no, that'll raise questions too. It's like, yeah. why is she dead? No, she's Plus more valuable leave, there. Yeah, it leaves her in there so that if there's anybody else that they need. But they're going to know she's the up. one that fried his brain. No, no. I don't think so. She was the so. only one in there. Doesn't matter. She could. She that could officer's going to be like, I left you in here. You're in here alone. How is his brain fried? She'll turn it back after it's and walk out and go, I, last I saw he was fine. I, I could see saying maybe he couldn't, his brain couldn't handle it yeah. anyways. There are many things. Could that Because he was having that. that tick of grabbing his ear when either he was. He I think that was, they were just showing that's his tell and he was lying, which goes back to your point of mm-hmm. if there had been a human there and not a droid, they would have been like, okay, dude, tell me what's up. Like what's mm-hmm. on your right. mind? And it would have stopped all of that. Mm-hmm. I think that she's still in a directive of Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. I think he, he did escape. He's under the sheets was told you need to go in there and make sure that any, anything he knows about our program project, the things that he was doing, working on, nobody can know about it. Yeah. Uh, we'd rather start from scratch than chance that information falling into the wrong hands. Yeah. Cause one thing we know from Gideon and we got it more in the first season than the second season, but how he's always two steps ahead. Mm-hmm. And so when, when Den gave him sent that message to the hologram about that, we're, basically I'm coming for you. He had enough time to plan something where, because you remember how easy he he gave up the dark saber, and so I think he was he was planning. Well, if this goes this way, if this doesn't happen, if if the somehow they get past the dark troopers, if I get caught, all right, this is going to this is how we're going to build for the escape. So I, I still think he's two steps ahead, and he is he is uh, free. Yep. And she's a big part of it. So I won't go that far because in that episode, he tried to grab a blaster to kill himself. I won't go that far. But yeah. I will say that he's well, smart enough to figure that out. And he's smart enough to escape and get all that done. So, yeah. Well, maybe but, he didn't want to be in a mind flare. Well, he wasn't planning for uh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's, well. a, that's a tough plan for in that situation. Yeah. Jedi come rolling up like, what up? Right. Mm-hmm. So. You don't plan for that one. Yeah. And if you do, you're playing on a whole other level. Mm-hmm. So. But anyway, um, yeah, so I, I think we're going to see Moff Gideon again. He's he's not the only Grand uh, Admiral Thrawn type character that's been I, in the Empire, I don't think. You think about it. You think about him and Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Pretty, wow, it's a pretty big duo. Well, that and the fact that they're very much about information, they're mm-hmm. always thinking, the whole planning ahead thing, like all that stuff is all that same kind of thing. Those are really when it comes down to it, that comes down to it, comes down to it are the worst kinds of villains, mm-hmm. you know, because the one that just goes smashing through everything is a pretty easy fix. 
Well, the ones that are 10 steps ahead of everybody, those are the ones that are the scary ones. Whoever this other imperial leader is, whether it's Thrawn or someone else, I think if we get them and Gideon together, that there's going to be some kind of dialogue where they're like, you know, we confirmed that that's been taken care of. And as soon as Gideon's like, yeah, it has, he's going to get killed like mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. Just cl- mm. type those loose ends, call it good. Maybe. But we are, I mean, Favreau said it way back in season one. And I think, you know, this, this group here is kind of like the beginning of the first order. He said, we're going to get the beginning of the first order in the, in this show at some time. And I think mm. we're, you know, I think we're getting it. Yep. I think so. And one of my favorite parts too, one of my favorite music notes from the new sequel trilogy is the March of the Resistance. And the, they were playing it uh, when they were looking at the peak. Mm-hmm. But it, it was for, ah, oh, we need a David Collins moment, but it was actually like area music to the yeah. plaza they were at, not not part of the score. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I caught that right away. I'm yeah, like, I heard that in the back too. Da, da, da. I know that song. <laughs> so nice little tie in I, there. I didn't notice it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Something else for me to try and pay attention to <laughs> next time I watch it. Um, so anyways, uh, I think other than that, that's where we, we leave Pershing. I, I'm going to be surprised if we see him at all. And if we do, he'll be in a vegetative state, I imagine. Um, but who knows? We've been proven wrong several times before. <laughs> Very often. <laughs> so. I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, me too. Because it's always been in, in a better way. Oh, so. yeah. I'm all for it. All right. So <clears throat> at this point in time, uh, we, they now cut to uh, Bo and Din still in hyperspace. Now, I don't know if this was done because they're trying to show that there was this amount of time passed in hyperspace, which I don't think that's what they were trying to do. I think it was maybe just a pacing issue. I think it was a meantime while, you know, while they were mm-hmm. the first part that the first two episodes are going on. This other stuff was yeah. happening. Meanwhile, on Coruscant, mm-hmm. several right. weeks earlier. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Okay, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. But especially if people are tying strings on Coruscant and they're tying strings, I think by the Bo's castle end of the Pershing arc, that's probably real time to where Mando is, and everything before that is kind of just catching us up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. Okay, so um, he is taking Bo to the planet where he so gallantly swooped in and blasted that turtigator. Turtigator? <laughs> is that what we decided on calling it at the end? Yep. It was a turtigator. Um, and uh, explained to her that this is where the covert was. This is where uh, he needed to go and, and let them know uh, that he had redeemed himself. And who do we see sitting up at the opening of the cave? Oh, Paz. Mm-hmm. Mr. Vizsla mm-hmm. sitting there stoically just watching as they land. And he throws something. It's kind of like one of those people like they're in an alleyway and, you know, mm-hmm. takes a bite of an apple and it's just like the apple core. But right. he's got a bucket on, so that's obviously not right. that. Yeah. But. yeah. And, uh, yeah, they land and uh katans still Helmet's mm-hmm. still on. Well, he told her, you might not want to take your helmet off. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, he did mention that it, things yeah. would go a lot easier. I don't think she, she was. So yeah. She, she was just yeah. like, okay. No, I think right? she wasn't going to. Yeah. She knew what was up. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is that I, I don't know if we're getting better at reading emotions or maybe we're projecting them onto Both. people who have 
the helmets on, but she seemed to be very contemplative this whole time. This entire episode, I was totally reminded of how amazing the first season was with the acting and the the way they were able to portray emotion through the helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, both with uh, Bo-Katan and Din in this episode, I felt like I was back in that beginning and just mm-hmm. enjoying how good they were at getting all of that through a faceless character. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, I think I think we have now gotten accustomed to it. I think that there's a level of both. Like, we know with the writing and the story arc that we're probably going in that direction. And then the acting is definitely like, for me, it's always like, okay, they're proving it. Yeah, completely. Like from the word go, like I said, when, you know, on the shore, it was all like her mind. I could feel her mind just going. And going, I see, I think going. every scene she was in, I, I think she's still playing out. She's still wheels turning. And then going in, yeah, oh, yeah. going into the so. end of the episode now, I mean, it's all right there. Yeah. It's all right there. Yeah. she. The, I think part of the fact was that she wasn't getting in anybody's face mm-hmm. and was very much like, I felt like she went into recon mode. Feeling the room. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, Paz comes out and tells Din, you know, you're an apostate. Get out of here. What are you doing here? And he, and he just tells him, I've come to prove that I have bathed in the waters. I've come to prove it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Bo's like, I witnessed it. And they're like, well, we'll see. So they go inside. Who are you, Night Owl? Yeah, yeah I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Good. Yep. That was interesting. I wonder why I decided to call it. I think he knows. Well, it's the helmet design. He, it's the he Night Owl. knew who she was. He's got it. That's I what mean, I thought, too. I was yeah. like, don't you know who Bo-Katan is? He, he would have been like a teenager when, you know, when. Like Vizsla clan versus yeah. Christ. Yeah. I was like, how do oh, you yeah. not know who no. Bo-Katan is? I think he knew. I think he was just being a dick. Is what that was all about. Fair. That was all that had to Fair. do with it. He was just like, I'm not going to give you your props. Like you, like I I know who you are, but I'm not going to act like I know who you are. Kind of like when you say who's this clown, you're implying right. that a they're a clown and b they're not worth knowing. So right. it's like who are you, Night Owl? Exactly. That's a good. That's a good. Yeah, one exactly. Nice. Yep. Yep. Um. So they they head inside and they have the conversation. There's the armor, and I for man, I was waiting to see if there was going to be. Yeah, beef. Something between the two of yeah. them. And there was nothing. I wanted was, a fight. Oh, I no, wanted No, no, no. I didn't even want to fight. Like, I wanted there to be some kind of recognition from Bo-Katan or... I mean, she already knew who Bo-Katan was because mm-hmm. she talked to, to Din about it, you know, and but... Some kind of dig or something. Well, and, and she turned around and said Bo-Katan Kree's like, like that. Like, oh, okay, I know who you are. Like, it wasn't even a... I think, yeah. Oh, yeah, and it was it was surprising how underplayed like there was so nothing happening. Mm-hmm. It was all very mellow and just. It was kind of like, what 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 is it that honor your enemy in a way, but not not really an enemy, but you know, very cold. They're all very friendly. Yeah, I was gonna say the hospital. Well, I mean, if you're if this is you the can way. leave at any time. Here's yeah. some Kool Aid. Really? Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> Just don't take your helmet off. That's all. Yeah. You can go wherever you want, do whatever you want, but, but you can't take your helmet off. I thought that was great, though. Like, oh, you bathed in the waters too? Yeah. Well, no, you're part of the group. Right. <laughs> According to Creed. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, thanks for jumping to that, Joe. Oh, Joe. <laughs> That's what I do. Yes, yeah. that is what you do. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, Din offers the uh, the proof up, the flask, a little flask of water that he took. Um. She goes and she pours it in the the well, 
the the uh, quenching well. Is that what it is that she has there? I think that's what yeah. that is. Yep. Um, pours it in there, and you see a little light reaction that happens when she pours it in, and she's like, "These are the living waters." So you have been redeemed, and you know, and hooray! Celebrate! So yeah, and then then she turns the bokatan and you know says exactly that you have also bathed in the in the waters because she said that she went and and saved him Mm -hmm. from it i like how he's like i've been to the living water she's like yeah you fell in and i saved you i was like dude what a dig (laughs) under his helmet he's like (laughs) (laughs) really Ah, fine all right but either but it was funny and i kind of saw that coming too because that's when i started realizing she still hasn't taken her helmet off. She was in the living waters too, which is mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do to be redeemed. I'm like, I want, is she going to extend the invitation? Is she going to ask? Like how, how much is the armor really about the creed? Completely. Yeah. That, that's completely. completely that about tells the creed. you it's completely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And what a great way to, to show that to us, that that's how much she is about the way. Mm-hmm. That the fact that even though she knows Bo-Katan's history, knows the thing, doesn't, you know, and she went through the same redemption ritual that Din did and hasn't taken the helmet off, you are part of us now. You are you are Mandalorian by creed. You're following the way. Because mm-hmm. she's blamed Bo for the destruction of Mandalore. Yep. She's, she said that in Book of Boba Fett or season two, one of them. But mm-hmm. yep. So. Mm-hmm. yep. Yep. But now she is part of... The covert. Yep. And everybody starts patting her on the shoulder except for one big lug. Yeah. <laughs> that refuses. It's funny how they perfectly put him in frame. <laughs> yep. Or refuses to acknowledge that fact. Doesn't want to congratulate anybody. He is not living by the creed very well. <laughs> anyway, or maybe he is. Who knows? E- either way, uh, watching everybody, you know, congratulate them, pat them, both her and Din. Uh, and I don't think did anything else happen after that? I think that was it, that was right? The, well, that was and, the end. she was like, looking around, it, sees the mythosaur, you know, kind of yeah, like she, those yeah, little she looks at the I mean, yeah, I mean they have the editing, the cut. She looks at the big mythosaur skull um that's made out of is is that thing made out of Beskar? Are Probably. we assuming that's made yeah, out of yeah. Yeah. that is a lot of Beskar if that thing's made out of Beskar. Yeah. I was I, waiting for one of the background mandos to like when he was tapping Mando or Din on the shoulder, be like, I was rooting for you, dude. <laughs> but we didn't get that. They could have said it. You yeah. just didn't hear it. Cause they weren't, you, I don't think we were hearing any voices at that point. That no. was just the music swelling up. Right. So, um, yeah. And it, and, and it ends with her, with the close up of her on Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where it ended. So, um, this, and like I said earlier, this episode ran longer than the other two so far. And um, I did have a little bit of mixed emotions because as I've said before, I'm I'm a big fan of the action of Star Wars, not so much the politics of Star Wars, but the spy side of it is what I'm calling it, the, the Pershing storyline. Um, I like that way more than anything I saw on Andor, mm-hmm. like I said already, 
as far as it come to that kind of stuff that political or the intrigue intrigue side of star wars um wasn't even necessarily political intrigue but just the intrigue side of things um i would have liked that kind of pacing in andor hopefully if there's a season two that's what they're gonna do anyways filming it right now um and then you know of course the it's very interesting what happened with Bo and Din and the fact that they're both redeemed in the eyes of the covert now, in the eyes of the armorer, and where that's going to head. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you guys, have you guys given no. any thoughts well, on where that's going to head to? Do you think like this is, like, do you like how it all got resolved? I don't or? think it's resolved yet, but I, I still think a lot of it, oh, I didn't mean to jump in. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. But just her the she's playing out so many scenarios in her in her head right now both um, of course she is yeah she she needs an army obviously and i think you know obviously to tame the mythosaur is going to be a bigger deal than welding the dark saber in my opinion mm-hmm. i i i'm 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 kind of with you on that um but i don't when it when it comes to bow the, the unknown factor is how this is going to affect her now because i mean we were talking about it it's called a convert and Mm -hmm. i'm i'm fully fully um in the belief that she is now converted like with that moment of the mythosaur seeing that everything like we talked about last episode i i think this is going to drive her to now probably regain that will to lead the Mandalorians. And so now she does, like Joe, you're saying, has the army now. But the Mythosaur, I don't think, is going to play as big a role as the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. I think the Darksaber has more of a direct correlation with leadership of the clans, and I think that is where it's going to go. Maybe it's me not wanting to let go of the fact that I think they're going to fight, or there is going to be some kind of a uh, an apex moment a critical mass moment between her and Din for that saber. There's no way that doesn't happen. It has, anytime the saber has been introduced into any story arc, it always comes down to something like that. I don't see that changing. I don't see why it would change. So I don't know. I, the other thing is, I, I, I don't want to try to, I, I, I don't want to try to think of where it's going to go because this episode right here just kind of went and like pulled this over. And I went, okay, <laughs> we, we haven't been, all of our thought and prediction have been thrown out pretty quick. So I'm like, now I'm happy because I'm now I'm just along for the ride and taking it all in. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm there. Yeah. And I, I'd hate to see them battle because I don't I think, would too. and I don't think they're, cause he obviously, I mean, he doesn't want it, but she clearly said when they were walking through the mines that her big thing, either more than anything was the, every, the Mandalorians uniting. Mm-hmm. You know, she's tired of fighting mm-hmm. her own people. So. Yep, mm-hmm. a bunch of different clans, and that has always been the thing with Mandalore. Yeah. But like you said, I, I'm I, I'm just along for the ride because we got smarter people writing this for us, and I I enjoyed the hell out of this episode because I, I love the Mandalorian stuff with them too, and and the um, other Mandalorians. But I did, and I love the Persian and Kane because I like the sequel trilogies a lot, and being that we're getting going towards there and i i just thought it was really cool okay and well done chad any thoughts about this episode that you want to get out 
No, I pretty much got everything out. Okay. So to me, um, I didn't. I was a little disappointed, which isn't even a big deal, disappointment that we didn't see more of what was happening with Din and Bo-Katan. We did see a lot about a character that we didn't see very much before, though we know was intimately involved with whatever they wanted Grogu for. Okay. And seeing the end of that character, at least from what we can tell and, and what they are strongly hinting at, even though there's no body, but there's going to be no brain apparently left. Um, the fact that there is enough pull and manipulation from some dark shadowy, be it, be it Moff Gideon or somebody else, is I think going to lead to... Um, is the beginning of another part of the storyline of, of this series. And we're going to see that play to some degree. And of course that is probably going to end up being the, uh, the finale for the season. Um, but it definitely lets us know that Moff Gideon or whoever he was allied with or working for, if he was working for somebody else, whatever aren't done. And they are for sure still very capable of reaching out and getting things done either making things disappear or making things happen. Making things happen with all the TIE fighters and interceptors that showed up to get Bo-Katan. Clearly they have resources. And then if they don't have the resources just outright try and blow somebody up, they have the people that have the skills to go in and do it quietly and manipulatively and be able to walk away from doing the their bidding too. So going to be interesting to see who that is i don't i don't know if i want it to be moff gideon or not because we've already had the big reveal of moff gideon being the big scary imperial guy i kind of feel like there should be somebody else like to have him step out of the shadows again like haha it's me again i don't eh, i don't know I, I don't know how i feel about that as much as i like that character as much as i like uh juan carlo exposito uh, as an actor, he's amazing and would love to see him again. I don't know if that's what I want for the story, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm sure it'll be. To see him wanting revenge or something. Though. So, yeah, I don't, I think that's a pretty base. I think he's above something base like that. He's not, he, maybe he'll do it as a cherry on top, but if for sure he's going to have other, other things that he's working on. It reminds me I of the think. night of a thousand tears all over again. Yeah. All that. Because so, I want to see Thrawn, but I don't. I I want that to be saved for Ahsoka. But to see him reveal, uh, at least mm-hmm. revealed, um, sometime I think would be cool. And like I said, I, I my prediction for this season is that we get Thrawn before Ahsoka and and Mando. Yeah, it's a possibility. He might be the he might be the big bad reveal for this season. Yeah, there's always Palpatine, <laughs> Palpatine clone. I could see him keeping Gideon around just because of his intimate knowledge of Mandalore. Because obviously Thrawn has a bone to pick with Bo or or something to do with the Mandalorians. And for those that don't know Thrawn's character, he's big on understanding his opponent culturally. Just little, everything there is about them so that he can use that against them. Mm-hmm. So that would be a good reason to keep Gideon around because Gideon is the former ISB who knew every... Like he's the imperial knowledge base for Mandalorians. I got a couple ass chads. Ooh. We haven't okay. had these in a while. I've been right, wanting well, to post well, one. Hold on a second. Uh, I'll wait. So, so we're going to have the story go, and we have the beginning of that, and then clearly there's going to be 
or at least I imagine what's going to be between uh, Bo and how the covert and all that interacts. And you're right. The dark saber's still sitting there in the open and, you know, seeing how that plays out between them. And is she going to get it back is Din still cannot wield that thing. They, yeah. they re- helped remind us last episode that he can't wield it. And then they showed someone who really can wield it. And bo really can wield that Darksaber. So seeing where that thing ends, ends up, I hope I, I would like to see it happen this season. Maybe we'll see it next episode. Instead of every time we keep thinking, hey, maybe the end of the season we'll see this, then it happens in the next episode. Maybe it's going to happen in the next episode. And she'll actually have her hands on it. Yeah. Anyway, so um, I did like this episode a lot, though, still. I haven't, I'm not disappointed with it other than, like I said, the minor one of there wasn't a whole lot of uh, moving forward as far as the Bo-Katan and Din part of the storyline. Um, and much happier seeing the uh, this pacing for intrigue in Star Wars than we saw in Andor. So... You Other looking, than that, you looking up the lineup for next episode, it's fire. Okay, we check, we have to be getting check. Thrawn in the next episode because it's written by Dave Filoni and John Favreau, directed okay, so, by Carl Weathers. So Chad's looking something up, and he just got a really big smile on his face. So okay, Chad, tell us what you were looking up. Hit us with the. Info. I mean, is it any coincidence, like I just said, that Dave Filoni has a writing credit on the very next episode following this one? Hmm. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. So, so who? Else, so what? What were you looking now to see who was doing who? Who wrote and directed? Oh. So for chapter twenty is directed by Carl Weathers, who had the last Imperial episode for season two, and then uh, written by John Favreau and Dave Filoni. And we we know that Dave likes to be hands on with kind of his mm-hmm. Star Wars characters and the things that he created. His toys. His mm-hmm. toys. Yeah, he likes to play with his toys. Well, maybe Ahsoka's going to show up then. Could be. Could or be. Sabine or Thrawn. Maybe Sabine, yeah. Or AP5. We talked about him earlier. Because we, we know they have no problem overlapping from Book of Boba Fett. We basically got an episode of The Mandalorian in the Book of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. so I don't see why they would. We got two. Yeah. <laughs> really? I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't do that for Ahsoka by setting it up in The Mandalorian. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So... With that, we're going to move on to the social stuff. Joe, you said we had some ass chads. Yeah, well, this this is actually from me. Oh, hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. We will be getting back to the ass thanks, chads. Thanks those for are listening. Um, my, my first one is uh, the, the mines, the living waters. Is, I, I might have missed this, but is that where they, like, they mine for Beskar and th- those particular mines, mm-hmm. and that's why they probably got that reaction then of the water which she poured it in, right? I would assume so. Okay, that was just yeah. like a simple guess. I, I would have assumed that. Yep. And you then could have asked Derek that. Oh, well, you know, I like that. <laughs> ask Chad sounds better than ask Derek. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then the the game Battlefront. This could be for all you guys though. Mm-hmm. But when they had the fake emperor with the Tron screen face, when like when about did that happen? So you mean like timeline wise? Yeah. It's art like for Mandalorian, that should have already happened. Oh, okay. And it was that particular. Oh, that was at the fall event. That's when Ender yeah. blew up and then the final death. Yeah. Blew up. So yeah, like the that's, tricky that's, thing about Battlefront's yeah. campaign is it 
takes you from Return of the Jedi to the Battle of Jakku, which is like probably years from where we are in the Mandalorian. But when you see that droid with the Emperor face and he starts Operation Cinder, that should be like immediately following his death at the Death Star. So that would have already happened. Yeah, that was so good. Like seven years ago. Yeah. So could that kind of character be pulling strings still with the whole cloning thing? Just just a question. No, I mean at this point, I'm sure Iden Versioso in the Alliance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I never got around to play in the game. That's why I was asking. Yeah. Just seeing with the options of big bads we have. A droid with the Emperor's face. It, it looked pretty cool. Is, no, I know. I the cosplay it. of it is insane. Oh, good. I bet that would look It really looks cool. super good. They do have masks that you can project the different things on there. So, so the way they did stuff. it is it's a, a wax mask of Palpatine and then like the... Uh, plastic over it is the shield and then there's lights that run up the side that illuminate the face and kind of make it look like a hologram it's really cool interesting i need to see that one so we did get comments on our spoiler thread and we we got a few from our uh, usual suspects so thank you uh john and eric uh so i'll go with john's first Uh, this episode felt a lot like andor but that isn't a bad thing for me i wonder what what excuse me i wonder what the comms officer's ultimate plan is so yeah. I think we... That was it. Yep. Yeah. That, that's Well, and then to catch any other ones that might show up yep. that they need. Yeah, but erased. especially... But he was... Pershing was the main number target. one. Yep, for sure. And then Eric, looks like Moff Gideon doesn't want secrets getting out and Imperial Faction has yep. infiltrated the New Republic. Yep. Mm-hmm. First order. He and I are in the same way. On the yep. other side, welcome to the club, Bo, as long as you follow the rules. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Two great comments and keep them coming. Uh, this, this post comes... Instantly after the episodes premiered, so cool. Very well, cool. thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you for uh, commenting. Appreciate it as always. And uh, I, I got a special shout out from a friend today. Uh, my friend Sandy down in LA actually was at the mall with her mom and ran into Katie Sackoff, and she was cool enough to take pictures with them. Oh, the cool! Very nice. cool. So, Where are uh, the pics? Uh, on Facebook. I'll show them in a little bit. Okay. It does nothing for. Audio podcast right now. Well, you could put it. Can't, well, I guess I <laughs> guess you'd have to ask if you could put it on the the Mando one. Yeah, I still got post uh, Chad's at the Lucasfilm. Oh, that's right, but, the Lucasfilm trip last week. Yeah, but I thought that was cool. That you know, that is super. That cool. she just ran into her. Yeah, room. very cool. Wow, so that's like two degrees of separation. Now yeah, pretty Kate, much. Nice, Sackle. at least for or is is for you? Wait, who's your friend? A friend, a friend of mine. Yeah. Okay. So very cool. That's one degree, one degree of separation. <laughs> no? I, I, I was yeah. 100 feet or from her at celebration. I had my zoom lens. Perfect. Nice oh. pictures. Yeah, but, you know, that's different than actually meeting them. Yeah, whatever. Don't be jelly. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm not. I saw her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, man, I mean, I guess we're going to find out how Bo-Katan lives in the covert now since her home did get blown up. Yep. We're going to see what happens. I'm looking forward to that. Or who knows? They might just jet off into some other random thing. We will <laughs> but I, I hope out. they don't. I do think. I wonder if they just immediately pack up and go straight to Mandalore. It's like, wait, it's not cursed? What are we doing here? Let's go. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, right? That's, dang, I didn't even think about that. That would be cool if that's That what would be very cool. Mandalorians arriving back in Mandalore. Like immediately. Like, mm-hmm. let's just go. I can see that not being something she'd want to do right away. The armor, yeah. No, uh, Bo. Oh, I think the armor would be like, I don't know if it's yeah. safe for us to leave. <laughs> True. Good point. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a Toro Calican uh, origin episode to throw everything off. Oh, yeah. Perfect. 
Sorry, I had to do it. We haven't mentioned him this season yet. Filler. (laughs) Why do you always do that to me, dude? Every time I forget about that guy, you got to bring him up again. My name is Toro. Toro Calican. Ugh. Ugh. All right. Yes, I still feel that same way about him. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Well, um, if you guys have any uh, comments, questions, or disagreements on any of our points of view, let us know. Um, other than that, we'll see you next week. Uh, oh, we are going to sit down and talk about Bad Batch. Um, we're just not sure when. We're all very busy lives at the moment, so uh, it's a little hard for us to get together and sit and chat. So, but it's getting better. I'll say that. Yes, the two the three two two past two, episodes have been three. pretty good, and I think they're lining up uh, some storylines mm-hmm. that probably should have happened at the end of last season instead of now. But. Yep. I guess better late than never. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we will sit down and talk about Bad Batch uh, fairly soon. Crossing my fingers that we're going to do it. So um, other than that, we'll be talking about episode 2020 next week. Directed by Car Weathers. Written by Fabro and Filoni. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that should, that should be. Was there a title? No. Escape, squeeze out. You said I've seen the out. rumor. What did you hear? What's the rumor that the title's the Foundling? Hmm. 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 All right. Hmm. We all know what that means. Mm-hmm. Answer okay. Gets here. And with that, <laughs> no, leave you, leave, leave you hanging. <laughs> Tell us what you think that means on our Instagram. Yes. Yeah, do that. (laughs) All right. So with this ever-growing covert, we want to remind you, this is the way. This This is is the way. way.